Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the Abnormal Psych Student Podcast. This week we have Sarah, a third year psychology student, here to talk to us about her lived experience. The topic of mental health and illness can be distressing for some, so if any of the content on this podcast makes you feel not quite right, please reach out to a mental health organisation like Lifeline, Beyond Blue, or for those between 12 and 25, contact Headspace. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, yeah, so, um, well, my name's Sarah. <laughs> I'm a 30 year psych student and I've also just been elected as the Vice President of SNAP along with Ray, who's the president now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue on. Um, I'm a very active person. I am people, I'm a people person, but don't worry, I still like to do all my interesting things as well. Um, but I'm, I think that I'm, what can I say, I'm fortunate that I am someone who is able to be able to talk about mental health. I myself haven't really experienced a lot of deep issues with mental health, but I have seen a lot of people around me um, suffer in terms of mental illness and just in everyday life with some stigma and such. Um, but no, don't get me wrong, I still have things on my own. I feel like everyone does, but I am enough to have the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. So what experience have you had with mental illness? You spoke a little bit there about um, people around you um, experiencing mental illness. So, Yeah, so people with mental illness, and I haven't really had that many people within my family, but I have grown up with a lot of family and friends who have had um, different types of mental illness. Like growing up, I had a best friend who was deeply... um, dealing with her own um, stress and anxiety levels as well with um, major depression. It was really difficult because she was a childhood friend of mine and seeing her growing um like both of us growing up along the same path and she just had to deal with her. This was really difficult for me. Um, I didn't know how I could help her or what I could do because um, we were both very much along the same lines of personality-wise and seeing her go through this and seeing like so much of her confidence levels and everything that I knew the person that she was to go down and seeing her anxiety levels um, go up especially because of schoolwork and stuff as well and seeing her just hide away from the person she was and I wasn't I there was not really much I could do to try help her it was it was really tough um obviously definitely a lot more tough on her but it was difficult I guess because of the um, circumstances and with whole stigma and everything like that especially I people didn't really like to talk about it or she did have this like she decided not to talk about it herself yeah but it was something that was completely wrong which isn't wrong like she was doing the right thing she was going to see psychologist or um not just a therapist and just trying to see what she could do and everything but it was wrong in that sense for her to try and get some help um which I think is completely wrong but yeah, so it was a little bit difficult in trying to see that. She has gotten a lot better, but of course she still has her days. And um, so yeah. I always just try to remind her that she's a lot stronger than what she is, and even though it doesn't seem like it, especially in that moment. Yeah, yeah, it's really difficult, obviously, to to see people who, you know, you know to be, you know, really active and bubbly just get so affected by mental illness that, you know, like they don't become themselves anymore. Oh, absolutely. And just, yeah, just seeing it. I'm like, you were only probably like 14 or something like that. Yeah. And it just, 
took such a turn and like like we for example started like not talking as much every day and stuff like that and obviously she like I thought at first it could have been something I had done but I mean like you're 14 everything was always a bit more traumatic in that point in time um but yeah just knowing that like the seriousness of it all and just being there to support her and stuff I think that really kind of helped her through it just knowing that she wasn't alone was the big thing um but yeah no that was that's just like one of my main things I also kind of grew up with um um I have a cousin who's only recently been diagnosed um properly with autism yeah and I also had a um, I also had a neighbor who was whose youngest um his younger brother was severely autistic as well um and I was probably a little as well like growing up a with my cousin and he was my neighbor um I was only young and I guess this kind of just shows the whole stigma point in like society because when like obviously as a kid you can tell when someone's a little different than you and stuff but yeah. I don't know just the way that I've, I guess I've been brought up was never like even though someone's a little bit different try not to like point it out or like don't treat them any differently to that because even though I had a neighbor who was severely autistic like he always dealt with like the full meltdowns if things didn't go his way and like um yeah just trying to make sure that he's at ease and he's happy and stuff like that like obviously you can tell the personality traits and like the whole behavioral part as well like yeah. I was only probably eight or something but that didn't discourage me from being his friend or anything like that or, like because I was friends with his older sister and then finding out that he had autism doesn't mean anything like so like it's just something he's still another person kind of thing yeah and um yeah like I still had a lot of fun with um I don't want to say names just in case yeah, yeah. I still had a lot of fun with him and we still enjoyed spending time with him or with um his older sister and it was yeah like I don't see the difference and stuff like that and again with my cousin like he wasn't as um as severe yeah. but like obviously you could tell there were some differences in like the way that we all were like with the rest of our cousins and stuff but that doesn't mean that you have to exclude them in any way shape or form yeah. so yeah just got me I guess me growing up in that kind of environment without me even realizing that I was growing up in that has definitely impacted the way that I kind of view mental health and the way that I try to treat people in everyday lives as well I guess yeah yeah I think I think it's really important you know you said that um they are still people and that's totally right that's something that a lot of people forget um so we spoke a little bit about this in our last episode with Alini um in that people do forget that people aren't their mental illness like they are still themselves um absolutely yeah and they have you know even as you said you know people with quite severe autism they still have their own personality they still have their own you know little quirks that they can display and they just need to be treated like normal people like yeah exactly yeah like I had I had such some fun memories with um with my um with my neighbor yeah. like we used to, um back in the day we used to play like, like club penguin and stuff like that we used yeah. to have like other little things but yeah like we would still like try to hang out with him or play with him even when his sister wasn't around like so it wasn't like we were only playing with him because like he was just like hanging around the place like no we like we still had fun with him as well and yeah. I feel like it's just so wrong because like for example I think I because they moved away eventually so I really haven't kept that much in contact with them but I remember seeing them the other pre-COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, we saw them at the shop and, like, I'd seen 
how he progressed like he because his speech was also a, a major thing like he wasn't speaking as well either and we saw him at the shops and he was cool like speaking to us and everything and it was just so so oh, I don't know I was so happy just to see how much he had improved and everything because in that situation like the um the mum was wanting for him to have extra treatments and stuff mm. like that but the dad was trying to treat him like quote unquote a normal child yeah um which I which is wrong because he was just trying to completely disregard his um his mental yeah. issues as well and that is completely wrong as well but I understand because you've had one kid and everything but that doesn't mean that every kid's going to be the same like I look at me and my sister and we're completely different <laughs> in so many aspects but um yeah so seeing that how he's gone after all these years and everything like that and he's a lot older now yeah. but um yeah just seeing how he was talking to us and like how he remembered us and stuff like that and just like behavior and everything it was, it was really rewarding just to see how much he had grown and I felt so happy for him yeah that's that's incredible it's incredible you know to see how people do uh grow and develop despite their mental illness um oh yeah for sure you spoke a little bit in there about the fact that your experiences had impacted your view on mental health. So how would you say that your view has changed? Well, to be honest, when I was growing up, I, I don't know if it was a time period or just in general kind of thing. Like I didn't really have that much of a view on like mental illnesses and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of it was formed around like all Hollywood style, like the whole stigma and everything behind it. Yeah. Like, all people with mental health how she's like crazy and should be like locked up and all that kind of stuff and we all know Hollywood stereotypes <laughs> but yeah like I mean growing up and everything I didn't really have certain views specifically on it just kind of what I kind of grasped um but with my family we've always been taught just to like my mum and my dad have always taught us to just try and be kind to others like always try to listen like not try to be yeah. too like obviously show yourself and everything like that, but all but don't disregard people just because they have different experiences towards to you. Like everyone's going to be different, and that's what makes us human, I guess. Yeah. But my whole point is that like I've never had like specific ish, like views on it, but I guess with my experiences growing up, it just shaped it completely. Like I guess right when I was little, I was always like, "No, nah, this is such a bad thing. It's like scary to kind of deal with these things," which I guess it is. It's, like it's always scarier when you don't know everything yeah like that's with any aspect not just like mental health if you don't know anything about like a topic or whatever it's going to seem scary at first because you have no idea what you're kind of getting yourself into but I guess like the more like having more experience with it or growing up or just even learning more about it by like reading up on just little things or whatever you start to expand your point of view and you realize that things aren't always what they're going to seem like um and you yeah you just kind of broaden your aspect on it like for me it was my experiences with my cousins and my friends um other people might see their own experiences through dealing with it more like I haven't ever been like for example diagnosed with anything like that but I know that I experience like anxiety a lot sometimes or have like my panic attack or breakdowns and stuff like that yeah. I think it's definitely impacted that as well um a bit more lately but it's just because I haven't been diagnosed with anything doesn't mean that I'm not dealing with anything myself either, which I think needs to be put out there or said because I think a lot of people say, well, maybe because I, I haven't been diagnosed with anything or whatever, that doesn't make, give me the right to kind of feel bad or like try to get myself treated or whatever the circumstances, yeah. which is not right because just because you're not like on the extreme aspect of 
any sort of mental illness doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to better yourself or go get help or anything like there's nothing wrong with that yeah 100 percent. we had um in our very first guest speaker um danny who was a uh peer support worker at headspace she said that you know she believes that everybody should be um you know seeing a psychologist at, at some point in their lives whether because they need it or just to just to have a chat with somebody who can provide them with some extra help and I totally agree with that sentiment like yeah it's, it's something that everybody should do at some point whether it be because you know they are experiencing you know severe mental health or just to just to sit down and have a chat with somebody a little bit different who can maybe provide a different um, and professional opinion on, on what's going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. Because at the same time, you never know what's going to happen in your life or whatever. So yeah. just by seeing someone, it might always help just to kind of deal with something. Cause if it's something personal to you that you really don't feel comfortable with talking to anyone else about, if you see a psychologist or anyone, it really, they can provide like a third point of view kind of thing. Like if everyone that you know is dealing with the situation, like it might be a little bit hard to get some perspective on things. Yeah, exactly. I think especially at the moment during COVID times, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a moment, it's mm -hmm. it's really important to be, you know, getting those supports and seeking that help just to ensure that, you know, it's not causing you any like severe damage I don't think damage is the right word but it's no. the only word that's coming to my head right now um yeah it's not like causing you any harm in that sense or yeah. like, like by you doing it like it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you which I think yeah. a lot of people have in that mentality for which is not like it's not right like there's nothing wrong with trying to better yourself exactly yeah yeah um, um but yeah so I think that's the only thing like obviously my views on mental health are still going to get better and like yeah. obviously there's still some things that I I can't fully grasp at the minute in like some aspects yeah. of, for example, certain mental illnesses or whatever. But it could be again just because I don't know more about it. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you have any tips for our listeners on how to help family and friends who might be experiencing mental illness? Um, yeah. So, well, as I said beforehand, like even if you don't really know what's going on, or you can kind of tell that something not right with someone I think the best thing to do is just try checking with your friends especially like during this period of time because everyone even though they're stuck at home they might be with their family and stuff they might feel yeah. a little bit isolated so I think just by checking up with them just seeing how they are being like hey how's it going maybe it's been a while since you talked to them when you would usually talk to them like every day kind of thing especially in person and stuff mm. um I think just by checking up on them and just being there for them being there so they can listen and so you can listen to them and they just feel like they have someone they can talk to openly with like no judgment or anything like that I think is a big thing um and I don't know even if you are someone who's experiencing mental illness just being able to talk to someone will be really beneficial um even if it's not specifically a psychologist or anything because you don't feel that comfortable yet that's completely fine I think just talking to someone that you are comfortable with is extremely important just so that way you have an outlet because it's not healthy just keeping all these things inside as I've learned myself mm. yeah bottling things up is never 
it's never a good option. And <laughs> no, people, never a solution. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people do think that it is their only option. Um, many people aren't aware that, you know, there are resources that can help them and, you know, help them to to not feel, you know, the the stresses and the anxieties or the sadness that they are feeling and that there, there are, mm. you know, there are outlets for them to get help, whether it be seeking professional help or, you know, just picking up something new or talking to a friend like there's so many different yeah. ways that you can go about it yeah exactly so in an effort to reduce stigma surrounding all mental illness because as a psychology student you're you know you're very aware that stigma does exist both you know within society and within people experiencing their own mental illness um mm. What is one thing you would tell the world about mental illness in an effort to destigmatize it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be multiple things. It doesn't just have to be. <laughs> I think I might just say like one thing, kind of like expand on it, just because it is such a big thing. Yeah. Like, just thinking that there's no need to hide from it. Like there's no just on both aspects. There's no need need to hide what you're talking about and there's no reason for anyone to um to try and hide if someone does have something like if you know someone has um suffering from depression or something like that there's no need for you to hide it when they're talking about their issues with someone else and you're like you're all around and stuff like that like because that'll only kind of um further the stigma around it because people be afraid to talk about it and everything if you're willing to talk about it and people are willing to listen i think that'll greatly um reduce the amount of stigma just because a lot of the stigma is just people being so afraid to talk about things like just right from like from years and years ago not just talking about now afraid to discuss their own issues um i think that a lot of things that people do if for example was a physical injury they if it's it's a cough like it's out in the open people kind of feel like well that's okay like you've got a cough and you're getting better and everything like that but the minute you start saying, oh, I'm going to a therapist or whatever, people automatically assume that there's something wrong with you, yeah. which isn't right. Like, if you're just saying, well, no, like, I do have, I'm suffering from, like, a bit of anxiety because of blah, 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 but it's okay. Like, I'm working on it. I'm not better right now, but it's, it's getting there. Like, I'm on my way to, yeah. not to say that there's ever going to be a full recovery with anything um, because some, like, with some mental illnesses and stuff, there's never, ever going to be like a point okay well I'm, I'm cured <laughs> it's not going to be like that but just saying that you're on your way to recovery to be the best person that you can well yeah. that's, there's nothing more and just knowing that you don't really need to prove anything to anyone else as well like a lot of people feel that they need to be on top of everything just to kind of provide like an image to show everyone yeah they're wrong because it's you like there's you're going to be different from someone else like there's nothing to to hide about that either Mm. but yeah yeah I think that's really important you know you you said as well about mental illness about sometimes you know people don't fully recover they just get to a point where you know they're comfortable to be able to live and function in a way that you know that they want to do and I, I think it's really important for for people to recognise that that can be the case for mental illness, but that can also be the case for physical illnesses. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you know, you said, like, if somebody's got a cough, it's very out there, you know, you know that it's there, and if they go to a doctor, nobody judges them. But mm. there is a judgment there, and it is a it is a very 
society and culturally ingrained judgment from many many years ago when obviously mental illness wasn't um either as prevalent or as you know widely spoken about because people were just considered to be quote unquote crazy um yeah exactly which definitely is the case like (laughs) yeah yeah, something wrong with you? Well, I'm sorry. You're just you're gonna be locked up. Like you know, that's the way to deal with things. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't think like anyone who got locked up with something dealing when they were dealing with something with it wrong with their mind or wrong, quote unquote. And I don't think locking them up ever helped anyone. <laughs> like, again, no, I think like you you hurt your leg and they're like, oh, sorry, you just gonna go live in like a room by yourself now, and your leg will just fix itself. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, we we fix broken broken bones, so why would we not fix not broken brains? But you know, yeah, no, I understand completely. Yeah, it's very. I think it's a very important point to make to people that a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of the time it's not dissimilar to having a physical illness or injury. Like Mm. you, you can seek help and you can recover and you know it might take some people long longer than others but that's the case with any injury or illness you know some people some people might heal a broken arm in six weeks for others it might take eight to ten like yeah exactly it just it depends and that's completely fine yeah and there's there should be no limit on you know it's I think it's a very common misconception that you know you go and see a psychologist once and then all of your problems forever are solved like yeah (laughs) And that's never you know, going to be the case. That's not the case. It's not the case with a lot of physical illnesses. You know, if you've got the flu, you don't just go to the doctor once and then all of your problems are fixed. You know, you have to go back to check up to see that, you know, your antibiotics are working or. Yeah, exactly. Or if you finished it all, then like, okay, nothing ill. That's not working even. Like, yeah, try a different exactly. kind of medication or something like that. Like, it's always, there's always going to be different um, variables to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. That's a really good way of putting it to destigmatize the the situation. Um, so we'll move on a little bit to some some talk about uh, good old COVID nineteen, <laughs> which is everybody's everybody's favorite topic at the moment. Obviously, it's so prevalent all around the world. Um, so how has COVID and isolation because of COVID affected your mental health? Yeah, so as I said before, I felt like I feel like I haven't myself been um dealing with a lot of deep running um mental health issues, but I have felt a li- little bit more down lately, I guess, with COVID yeah. and a little bit more unlike myself. Um, I said before, like right at the beginning, that I'm someone who is very active, um, someone who likes to go out and do things, but I am also someone who likes to stay home and like. I, I love my alone time as well. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, so at first, like, dealing with COVID, and even now, like, I'm not completely, like, unhappy with the whole situation. Like, obviously, it's annoying, like, being mm. locked up and not yeah. having to go see friends and family and such. Um, but it has been something that, is, like, it takes it affects everyone differently. Like, for me, I've been okay with it, but I, I still haven't felt like myself, like, from pre-COVID kind of thing. Like, I'm someone who's always been very sporty, active. So meeting, not being able to go catch up with friends and go play a basketball game or a netball game has been a bit weird, or very weird for me since I've literally been like doing a sport every year since I was like 
three or something like that. So it feels very, very unlike myself to just stay at home and not do anything. Like, of course, you can go out for walks and do some exercise and stuff like that. But for me, it's definitely not the same at all. Like, going for a walk is very casual for me, whereas other people like to take it seriously, which is completely fine. But it's not like myself. And if I go on a run, like, I feel like I need to follow it up with something else. So it just, it always feels a little bit unfinished if I go and do something like that. So I haven't felt myself um, not being able to see my friends and especially my family, like me and my family are very close at the minute. So I live with my mum and my dad and my sister, but most of my extended family, like my cousins and my grandparents and stuff like that, we've always been very close. So not being able to see them for birthdays or just little catch-ups and stuff has been very odd for me. Like we've, you know, done the whole Zoom calls and like, FaceTiming when it's birthdays and stuff like that, but it's definitely not, not the, the same. same yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all these little things have just impacted me slowly, and I think it's just gradually building up and like affecting me. Um, so I, I'm obviously had friends that I'm talking to, and yeah. I'm still catching up or doing like a movie night with some friends or a movie night with my family or yeah, you know, playing games or whatever. Like I'm at the minute obsessed with Among Us. I mean, I feel like I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like little video games and stuff like that I've also been good to stuff that I wouldn't normally be able to do a lot of like because I'm not working either um I feel like a lot of my schedule is very un unplanned or very open so I've got a lot more free time which is good because it's like just reminds me back to like my primary school days and stuff like that yeah but then it's yeah a lot of it there's been a lot of change this year um and not always necessarily in the best way yeah. but you know you, you do what you can to try and um get yourself through and everyone's going to be dealing with this differently I know like I've been quite happy to stay inside um despite all of what I've just said because yeah. I know that it's the best thing in the end like for all of us to try and recover as a whole community and um you know like it's just you've got to do what you've got to do kind of thing like yeah. there's not really much more this is bigger than just yourself at this point um so I'm happy to just go with whatever goes along. But I know that a lot of other people have been very much like so eager to get out because they might be more extroverted or they need like they need to get out more. Like so I I feel fortunate that I'm happy with either either way. But I know that other people have been struggling with this a lot more. So yeah, my, overall with my mental health, it's definitely not the same as pre COVID, but you know, everyone's gonna be shifting a bit. So you do what you can. <laughs> hundred percent yeah and it's you know it's really it's really good to hear that you know you are happy to be in it for the long run and you're happy to you know sort of bunker down and um get through it so that you know eventually everybody can return to what will be a covid normal um within their communities yeah but obviously yeah sorry (laughs) but obviously yeah you know it, it is difficult especially if you're used to playing you know sports like team sports all the time because there is a massive social aspect to that like as well as Absolutely. as well as you know getting the physical physical activity it's very much like you know there's there's a lot of you you know you have a lot of friendships through through um team sports and it's it can be difficult to not then have that extra social outlet when you know when everybody's locked down yeah exactly like on top of even going just like to catch up and be with my friends like I always find that whenever I do some like sport it always gets me out of like my own headspace like if I'm stuck at home and I'm like doing an assignment or whatever and I just I've had enough of it I like I know that I've got something to look forward to you know like well 
I've got basketball in an hour, like maybe try and work on it a bit more or whatever and then just chill out, like don't overthink it kind of thing because <laughs> I definitely overthink. <laughs> um, but then like I get out, I go have a game, I go exert some like physical or, or some energy and some stress and like just get it kind of out of me and then I'm come back and I'm like a little bit more refreshed. Yeah. So like I guess even being able to do that has been a little bit more difficult because if I feel like overwhelmed or something while I'm here, and I'm at my desk, like, I can walk out to the dining room or whatever, and then, but I know that, like, if I come back into my room, like, I'm not coming back into my room to relax or enjoy, like, as I might have beforehand, I'm here to study, so it just, it kind of changes the dynamic of your household, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, no, I'm, I'm feeling that as well, it's, um, it's very different to not be able to, you know, go and sit in a library at uni or even in, even in town and just, study yeah, there and exactly. have like have that dedicated separation from home and and work in uni and I think that's something that you know everybody will be struggling with you know everybody at the moment un- unless you're an essential worker is working from home and that's a massive step and you know it can it can affect your you know not only your relationships with your family but also your relationship with you know with your house and your association with you know different spaces within your house um yeah exactly because I know that beforehand my room has always been like I've always tried not to do a lot of work in my room because I like to yeah. leave it as like my relaxation space so like I've got that mind so when I come in here I can just mm-hmm. chill out or I've got I can just tidy up and do like little plastic things or I can read and yeah. um like read for pleasure and all that and it just it's felt a little bit better like it's just my kind of my chill out zone yeah at the minute it's like okay well I can come in here to I've got classes now in my room yeah it just it's shifted a bit like it's not like I immediately come into my room like oh like I've got class now but it's definitely not the same kind of vibe I would have from beforehand yeah absolutely I think it'll it'll be a little while I think as well before that sort of returns to normal for anybody even after you know things Mm -hmm. have have gone back to being in person you know when uni goes back I think they'll still definitely be some association of oh no like there's you know I've got a class now I've got to set up at my desk and yeah exactly yeah and manage all that all the different distractions that can come on that you just don't even (laughs) think about (laughs) like before you should go into class and you're in class and like obviously there's still distractions there but like here you can you'd be like oh maybe I can just quickly go get a snack or something (laughs) and I'll just I'll just lay down on my bed (laughs) like Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, well, it's comfy, so why not kind of thing. You're like, yeah, I'll, I'll focus better. <laughs> well, there's, and there's no, you know, a, a thing that I've um, struggled with a fair bit is that I just don't want to get out of my pajamas. Oh my goodness! Me and I feel either. like <laughs> I feel like that's such a massive thing. Like I didn't, I don't, didn't realize until this year how much getting up and getting dressed actually like makes you want to do things oh my god it really does it makes such a difference and you you, like it's such a little thing that you would have never thought like trust me right now I'm in my like my pj bottoms because they're just comfy out like like, I just oh like I want to be able to like get up and I know that a routine is important and everything but sometimes you just you feel like I just don't have the energy for it and that's another thing like during this like I feel like a lot of my energy has just like gone down like a lot because I'm like well I'm not going out to do this I'm not going out to do that so my energy yeah, levels have just to, gone real low. Yes, yeah, you know, you don't need to you don't need to plan to have energy. Like that sounds really weird, but I think it's a No, no, no. That makes complete sense. Okay, yeah, like it's, really, yeah. it's a really important thing. You know, people 
we do plan to have energy you know if, if we've got a task that you know we know we have to do or we've got somewhere that we need to go you know you do conserve energy and other things but when there's nothing there's no energy yeah. to expend you know you just sort of at a like at a slumped level all the time which can yeah be exactly yeah and things like that and just like getting sleep like I know that my sleep schedule is completely off like I never had the best sleep schedule but yeah this is just another level kind of thing <laughs> like even like when I've wanted to go to bed for example earlier and I've just been like okay well I want to have a bit more of a productive day tomorrow mm-hmm. let me try and get some sleep now I'll wake up a little bit earlier and I'll literally just be in bed like trying to listen to music trying to chill down and I'm just like completely awake it might be like one or two in the morning and yeah. I just feel like it's like eight o'clock and I'm like this is not good and again I think that comes down to energy like if you've had a long day and you know that you need to get up early or whatever like your body just automatically knows okay it's time for rest but since I've had nothing to do throughout the day I feel like I've still got energy left and I'm just like I'm just wide awake <laughs> yeah yeah I've I've noticed that as well but it's like it's really odd because it can be you know it can be the middle of the day and you feel like you need a nap and yes, you're like, no, yes, I need to go exactly. to bed now. And then you're like, no, I'll, like, I'll stay awake because then I'll be able to go to bed earlier later. And then when it gets to later, it can be, you know, you, you're not tired anymore and you're exactly not like you just push. The... Yeah, like usually if I've tried to push through that, like throughout the day or whatever, because I've been out and about and everything, by the time I get home and have dinner and all that kind of stuff and have a shower and mm. all that jazz, like I'm actually tired and ready to go to bed. But then, mm. yeah, completely because of this, like, if I try to do the exact same thing, I'm like, well, I've just slowly recovered throughout the day with my energy. And I'm like, well, this made no difference. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so what are some of the ways that you've, you know, combated these issues that, that COVID has presented with, with things like stress and isolation? You know, you mentioned that you catch up with friends on Zoom and that you have movie nights with friends and families. Was there anything else that you've been doing to combat yeah, so I think, um, well, those are the things I've done kind of to stay social and stuff like that, which I think is very yeah. important, like trying to stay in touch with friends like, and not lose that whole friendship that you guys have formed beforehand, even mm-hmm. though it is a little bit more difficult. Um, I think doing things like for yourself, trying to give, some, give yourself some alone time, whether that's going for a walk or like and listening to a podcast <laughs> or even just staying home or like just going to your room like trying to set some form of an activity for yourself just to bring yourself some pleasure it can be anything like it can be playing a game it could be hiding in your room like whatever gives you like the, the boost that you need mm-hmm. um like for me I know that I've gotten back into reading a bit like I've always like when I was younger I always used to love reading and I still do but it's just something that's kind of I've lost over the years if that makes sense like I just haven't made as much time yeah like I haven't taken as much time for it as I usually would have or like Mm -hmm. um there's no no book that I've been like oh my god I can't wait to read that kind of thing so I've actually kind of re um like gotten back into it and I'm really happy with that because now I'm like completely obsessed again I'm like yep this is a little bit more like myself (laughs) so while I have lost myself in some um aspects of COVID I've kind of refound some things that I've lost yeah so it's kind of like um it's been a good balance um but yeah I think like I've done along with that I've done like tried to do little projects in between um yeah it could be like arts and crafts or it could be like you know whatever suits you like I've done um I'm a terrible seller like I cannot sell for the life of me (laughs) and because you know that was a whole like trend and scrunchies are a whole trend and everything I really 
like I felt motivated. I'm like, I want to try this. So I actually made a scrunchie and I felt super happy with myself. But trust me, I can't do anything else. (laughs) (laughs) I can do little buttons or whatever. There's a hole and stuff. But get me, like I see people on TikTok doing like full reforming their whole outfits and yeah, stuff like different pants. Oh my god, I wish I could do that. I can't do that for I would not be able to do that for the life of me. I tried to sew one like part of an old top together and I ended up almost breaking the machine. I'm like, okay, this is enough. I could do a scrunchie. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. But yeah, just trying little things, like even trying to do new things will help. Like I mean your brain loves to um experience new things. So Yeah. Yeah. I've been taking a bit of um a bit of scomo's advice and i'm doing some puzzles yes puzzles are so good <laughs> which has been good fun um and then i've also got a little um i have an instax camera so i've bought myself a little um photo album like collage book oh, so i'm cute. just taking like photos of random things literally like plants <laughs> um <laughs> and then plants and animals and then you know like myself and my partner and that's all all going into a nice little collage no I love that I love that that's so cool but yeah I think I think like it feels it's feeling like a really good way you know just to remember and acknowledge that this is a time that we are experiencing oh absolutely yeah but I think that's something you know I think that's something that a lot of people aren't going to do you know we're going to return to normal and people are just going to try to forget yeah, which I think is wrong. Like, you should remember this period of time. Like, it's a massive thing. Yeah. Like, whilst it might have been shitty to some people. Sorry, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, I just thought of that. No, sorry. Um, yeah, whether or not it might have been a bad experience for them, um, I know that it's, still, it's changed me, like, in some aspect mm-hmm. or another. Like, you're not the same person that you went into it, regardless of what you think. Like, you're yeah. going to have different views, like, different experiences, 100%. Like, yeah, and things aren't going to return exactly the way back to normal like that when we when things get out as well. Like there are going to be so many changes that we're going to have to deal with, or and things that we never even considered before. So just to forget about it, I think is also a little bit wrong because, like, you did go through this. Like, people are going to talk about this for years to come. Like, it's probably going to become a joke at some point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've, you know, it's it's human nature you know people are going to make a joke out of it and I think that's totally fine because it does help people oh, that's fine. that it's been a thing like you know it's it's something that we need to be aware of because it's going to you know continue to affect us and continue to affect the way that our communities function for for a while um and yeah I, I think it's you know quite important to to be aware of that and to be aware that you know the stresses that it has caused might not end when, you know, we return to, you know, being able to go outside and play sports and everything. They might continue for some time. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Because I know some people are thinking now, like, well, if I just go out and see my friends, like things will get better or whatever. Like, it's not just going to be that. Like, there's so much more to it. And it would be great that you can go see your friends, but there'll still be restrictions and stuff like that. Or like, even yourself, you might not feel as comfortable just hanging around them as much because, a, you might think that some time has been lost or whatever, or just like the general like physical aspect of like, well, I'm, am I allowed to go hug you? Like, yeah. Are we sitting too close together and stuff like that? Like, all just because of it. Like, even if things have gotten like much better, mm. I know that like a lot of these little things might come into people's minds. So, yeah, yeah just remembering that it's going to be something that's going to be ingrained in us for a while, and it's going to be quite bizarre. I think when we return to 
you know, being able to, you know, not being physically distanced and having, you know, some form of normal movement around our communities, like. Yeah, I agree. So, so we have a question that we're asking every guest on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So as we're all aware, self-care is a very important part of being mentally well. So what are your top three pre-COVID and top three during COVID self-care activities? Okay. Um, okay, we'll do pre-COVID first. Yep. So for pre-COVID, I think, well, for me especially, I think getting out, whether it's for exercise or catching up with friends or whatever, I think getting out of your current space is very important just to kind of free your mind from like the 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 mentalities that it is at the minute like that's just me like I think getting out and especially doing some form of exercise whether that's just be a walk or whatever I think it's very important like that's how I've always grown up like being able to um just get out and do something keeping yourself physically active is also very important that will definitely help your mental aspect as well um so I think that that's a very um very important I think that kind of also overlaps during during COVID like at least getting out side and um getting some sunlight and stuff um but yeah uh so that's one um getting out and especially doing some exercise Mm -hmm. um the second one I would probably say pre-covid is spending time with people who make you happy yeah so making sure that even if it's just like your work friends or whatever like just because you're around them all day doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be like your best buddies and you're always going to be happy with them like make dedicated time to catch up with people and enjoy the time that you have um, whether that is literally just going for lunch or going to a park or something like that. It doesn't have to be so extravagant. It's like, okay, well, we're going to take a full day trip and stuff. Like, just making sure that you're around people that you're happy with, I think, is really important um, to being mentally well because if you're always putting on a facade for someone, like, that you try to present to people, you're not going to be yourself. So if you're happy and you're genuine with people that accept you, I think that's also extremely important. Um. And the third thing I would probably say is pre-COVID, yeah. um, get out and do new things. Like I know for me, I try to do something new at least every year. Yeah. I know it's like that might sound a little bit like very like, oh, only one new thing in a year. But <laughs> you can tell like that sometimes a year, it can like one thing to even try to catch up on you just because you get so into your routine or the things that you usually do that you're like, oh, wait, like I should try new things because um there's so much to experience out there and just by doing one thing at least a year you kind of broaden your perspective on like anything so for me or this year I wanted to go out and do skydiving or something like that so I might have to put that off until next year or something like that so for me that was a little bit more extreme but for you it might be something like okay well I'm going to go try a new cuisine of food or I might go to a new part of town that I've never done or something like that like whatever or I might try a new hobby like it could be anything but I think trying something new is especially important because you you might like be really good at something or you might thoroughly enjoy it and be like why never why did I never try this before but like if you don't try you'll never know kind of thing yeah um so that's for pre-covid I think during covid um some of it kind of overlaps like I would still say try new things if you can or like catch up with friends and getting out to exercise but I think um I think that staying connected is very important for COVID um like whether that's with friends and family just on a general level try and stay connected to people if you can I know that it's not going to be as easy for some as it will be with others 
but trying to just stay connected with people will help you feel less alone or less isolated for sure um and even if you are really close with like all of your friends and like you wouldn't want to connect with anyone else or whatever maybe try get to know them on a different level like um ask new questions like Mm -hmm. I know um I don't know if anyone's really heard of this like there's this thing called we're not really strangers um Mm -hmm. it's on Instagram and stuff like that it's kind of like a get to know you card game kind of thing like you can buy the full game it's like in America or whatever I don't I haven't bought it because you know cheap uni student um but <laughs> online they ha- they did release a a covid um a covid pdf thing yeah. so you can like do with your friends so it's really cool like they have like different levels and stuff like that so the first thing is like getting to know you and there's like a little bit deeper and then the, like the last level is like really big questions and stuff like that obviously you only do it to comfortable with each other but i think that like even doing that with like your family might be something good because so much of the time you're just um happy having a good time and just knowing who you are but like maybe digging deeper is something that can be beneficial for you especially during COVID like having that opportunity to do that um my second thing is kind of on the relation to exercise I guess but like getting out and getting into the summer I think is very important especially since we've been so much like we've been in winter this entire time so whenever the sunlight I would suggest try and get out there don't forget to use your sunscreen but um try and get out there and just living it up and enjoying that little bit of sunlight because of course we're going to go into summer and everything but even today is like we're in the we're in the spring and it's still very cold so yeah. i think just getting outside and um some fresh air is very important especially if you've been inside for like so much of covid because you just you need a little bit of a wake up sometimes um but yeah and third thing i think is whilst it's important to do something different like I said I think also keeping a bit of a routine like we discussed is important like it's gonna trust me I've tried to keep a routine and like broken it so many times so I get how it can be difficult um especially when there's so much like convenience around you and be like oh well I can just kind of do this a bit later or whatever like doing something as simple as like making your bed every day like can help you so much because it doesn't it forces you to not open your bed until night time so like you don't just easily cozy back into it like when you get comfortable or whatever like you said before as well right like making sure that you can like get out of your pjs and actually get dressed yeah help with your mental state for sure yeah those are some really great tips i really like your first during covid tip about staying connected um i think it's really important to remember that whilst we have to physically distance we don't have to socially distance Oh, absolutely. It's a it's a super important phrase that has come out. You know, everybody knows it as social distancing, but it really is only physical distancing. You know, you, you need to make sure that you're still staying close with your family and friends and checking in on people um, during this time. Yeah, for sure. Like, I know that I've tried to, like, connect with people a little bit more that, like, I maybe not wouldn't have talked to as much beforehand but just kind of like even a little check up to see like hey I know this is like um I haven't spoken to you a bit like I just want to know like hope you're going well and everything like that yeah yeah that that game sounds really good as well I'm gonna have to gonna have to check that out and bring that out yeah I I can send you the link but yeah I just found it really interesting like even just asking those questions I found sometimes for myself like it kind of forces you to to really think about some stuff or it might even help you realize some things that you're trying to avoid or whatever. Like for me, I've like realized one or two things since that. And I was like, huh, like I didn't even realize I was like doing this. And when I tried to answer the question, it was like extremely difficult when it didn't seem like it was a difficult question kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. We'll have to 
I'll have to break that out at my next um next friends game night. Oh, for sure. Like it's good. It's it's good. We've done it with um I've done it with some of my friends. Like we didn't get through the whole thing because like there's there's quite a few cards even in like the the free PDF one. Yeah. Um. That like if everyone goes around and starts asking the question, like you can do it. Like there's a set rules, but you can obviously adapt how you want to. Yeah. And it can go on for a long time, like just getting through it. So mm. yeah, it's a it's a good like just a chill night one being like okay let's just kind of get to know each other more yeah yeah Yeah, that's awesome um so this sort of brings us to the end of this week's episode so thank you so much Sarah for joining us today and for sharing some awesome insight to mental health and also some pretty incredible tips about how to combat um, COVID stress and isolation no problem it was really fun just doing this yeah it gets me out of my you know, my, my usual morning. So this is all good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joe, for having me. That's absolutely fine. Um, so just a reminder to all those listening to reach out to a mental health organisation if any of today's content caused you any distress. So some examples of organisations you can reach out to include Lifeline, Beyond Blue, and, to the, and for those between age 12 and 25, you can contact Headspace. So thank you all for listening and we will see you next week.